Welcome back to another episode of Clay, Courageously Leading, Always Yearning. And that is what we are to be as men, courageous leaders, always yearning for more Jesus, for more of Him in our lives. Today we're going to be talking about a uh, question. A question that uh, I'm going to ask, I'm going to pose to you, and my hope is that you'll think about it, maybe even discuss it with a friend or a, a brother, somebody that you're uh, walking through life with. And uh, maybe you'll have some deeper conversation than even we talk about today. And my question to you is, are you a PC Christian? Are you a politically correct Christian or not? Now, what does that mean? Well, that's what I'm hoping that you'll continue to discuss. And some of that, some of what I think that means is that you're somebody who's walking uh, between the lines. You're uh, not causing offense. You're not causing any waves. You're not causing any ripples in uh, wherever uh, God has you, whether that's in your workplace, uh, whether that is in your church and home, etc., in, in your community even. Are you somebody who is uh, not causing offense, who is somebody who uh, is just uh, fitting in between the lines and maintaining uh, peace and, and very even. Now, there's a lot of attributes there that are very admirable for men. Uh, somebody who, who does keep the peace, who is willing to uh, stay between the lines, who is willing to uh, um, not cause any, any ripples unnecessarily. Now, there's a, a key word there that's an unnecessarily and willing to. I think we should all be men who are willing to keep the peace, who are willing to do what is needed to be done to keep the peace, as long as that doesn't take us away from who God has called us to be as men. Keep in mind that there is no reason, there is no reason at all for you to think that because you're a Christian, that you should be accepted by society. There's absolutely zero reason for that. Look at what happened to Jesus, and look at what happened to the 12 disciples. Look at what happened in the aftermath of the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. And ask yourself if if you really believe that you should be accepted and welcomed and loved by the world. Jesus teaches us to uh, remember that we are in the world but not of the world. Uh, Paul wrote that. And uh, he also, Jesus mentions in uh, John chapter 15, you can look it up, uh, verse 18, uh, for the few verses following. Uh, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you were in the world, uh, it would love you. If you're part of the world, it would love you. But it doesn't. It doesn't love you. And it shouldn't love you. Because you stand uh, to, to oppose evil, you stand to oppose uh, certain, uh, certain aspects of the, the world altogether. Now, uh, God created men to rule and reign over the, the earth, uh, so to speak, right? We can go back to uh, the creation story in, in Genesis. So if you can look through all of Scripture, God has a, a plan and, and a will for men in this life. Uh, to uh, to draw nearer to, to him, to grow nearer to him, to to put him first, to uh, to live life for him, and and that is a, a fascinating thing to 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 think about when we look at how we live in today's society and how we live uh, in the world around us. How easy is it to uh, concede to uh, the, the the things of this world in order to maintain? peace and, and order in, uh, in our uh, immediate lives and in, in, in the space around us. 
No, I, I don't think anybody really like desires chaos in in their life, right? Like you don't wake up going, hmm, I wonder, I wonder how I can just totally make a mess of things today. But I don't think that your heart is desiring necessarily this even peaceful, never having anything happen sort of life. I, I just don't think that that's in you as, as a man. I think that if you really stopped and, and thought about it, you're you're looking for adventure. There's a desire in your heart for some sort of adventure and, and a battle to fight and and, 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 to, and, and a place to engage and, and, and be excited and, and to do and to grow and to challenge yourself and get outside of your comfort zone. I think that if you really looked in the mirror and you thought about that, you would find that the man inside of you was created to uh, do and to be engaged and to desire uh, more out of yourself, not not out of the world around you. You're not looking for the world to appease you. You're not looking for uh, the things in this world to make you happy. What you're looking for is, again, I'll hearken back to what I said a minute ago, a battle to fights. If you've never read Wild at Heart by John Eldridge, I just finished reading it for my seventh time. I've read it uh, a number of times over the last 10 years. And uh, every time I, I glean something different out of that book, and I would definitely recommend that one uh, as, as one of your uh, reading list books outside of your time with the Lord, of course. It's a great book to go through with a, a group of men. Now, in, in, in that book, John Eldridge uh, highlights a number of times the, the heart of, of, of a man, and, and he uses a scripture to do it and, and does it in, in what I think is, is, a, is a great way. You may agree to disagree. That's fine. Uh, happy to talk about that some other time. Um, but there's this, there's this desire in, in men to have uh, adventure, to live for something, to seek after uh, something in this world, and, and they don't think that it is the things in this world that uh, are are part of that desire. I, I think that that is where we need to pay attention and we need to be aware of what it is that our heart is chasing after. I want to desire a, a more intimate, more deep relationship with God. That is where uh, courageously leading and always yearning comes in, that always yearning part. There, there, there needs to be a sense of yearning in the way that uh, we live our lives as men for, uh, for a challenge, for, for, for more than just uh, a, a nice, uh, quiet prayer time in the morning with, with, with God, but, but, but beyond that, yearning for that experience of seeing somebody, uh, that, that light bulb go on and when, when they understand the, the gospel message. How is it that you are praying for uh, people that, that you're talking to that are in your life? How is it that you are approaching uh, you know, that battlefield? How, are you, how is it that you're approaching the battlefield of your own own habits, your own uh, life that, that you are living? Now, how does this have anything to do with being politically correct? Well, well let's talk about some examples here. When you have an opportunity at work to uh, to to maintain the peace, as as it's been uh, so often uh, coined and phrased in, in different groups here and there, uh, when it comes to speaking out for your faith and what you believe in, maybe there's a policy that's going into effect in, in your workplace, or maybe there's uh, maybe it's as simple as. Uh, your uh, your initials uh, no longer, uh, or your email signature, for instance, you having to uh, self-identify your your preferences for your pronouns or whatever that may be. I know it's a popular one that's, that's getting more and more popular. Whatever it may be, uh, are you willing to step up and, and, and speak 
out as to uh, what it means to for, to to be a Christian in in that moment, to be somebody who is uh, courageously leading and, and always yearning for more of Him in your life. Are you willing to uh, rock the boat, so to speak? Are you willing to say no so that you can say yes to Jesus in those moments, or are you uh, somebody who is willing to say yes to those things in order to not have to talk about Jesus in those moments? That's the question that I'm asking you today. Is it that we are looking for the path of least resistance so we don't have to talk about Jesus because that would bring on more conversation? Maybe you don't feel prepared to talk about Jesus in those moments. Maybe you don't feel well-studied enough. Maybe you don't feel uh, well-educated enough to talk about Jesus. And my encouragement to you, uh, brother, is not that you uh, go hit the books and go hit the studies and go get a doctorate degree in theology or whatever it may be, but that you uh, look inside of yourself in this moment and realize that uh, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and, and was sent to pay the ultimate price for our sins and conquered the grave so that uh, we had that path to to heaven through our repentance and turning our life over to Him and professing our faith in Him and then living our life as though we actually believe that we have professed and turned over our faith, our life to Him and, and, and there's a resolve there, then you have and you understand that uh, you've got the Spirit in you, man. You, you've, you've, got, uh, you've, got, you've got God on your side like in, in this battle with you. Like, when we talk about our battle planning and, and, and coming together with uh, one another and, and doing fellowship with one another, let's not forsake fellowship with the Holy Spirit in our lives as, as well. And this is an interesting thing for me personally, because I, I remember uh, getting kind of uh, a little weird about this topic and a little questionative about uh, the Holy Spirit and this, 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 this spiritual life. And I just think that that's silly in many ways. And, and, and I think that if you are really reading uh, your, your Bible, you're really getting into God's Word and really communing with Him, I think that this, uh, this, this weird feeling about that kind of goes away naturally. But if you're in this place, it's another thing that's just great to talk about. This is a great topic to uh, bring up with uh, your your friends and, and, and other brothers that you're doing life with, because I bet that they have felt some of the same thing there. Like, oh, I don't know about all this spiritual stuff, right? I don't know about all this, uh, I've heard it, airy-fairy stuff. And the truth is, it, it's not airy-fairy, it's very real. Uh, we live at, in a world at war. And uh, we are part of that war, and it depends on whether or not you are uh, on one side or the other in 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 the realm of uh, spiritual warfare, because uh, you don't get to choose a, a neutral stance here. There isn't a neutral stance. When you die, there's, uh, there's two directions. There's one or the other. There's a heaven or hell. There's God or not God. That's what that means. Imagine eternal separation from God, eternal separation from the God of the universe, the one who created, you know, you have access to, uh, to him right now. Now, what is it that you're going to choose when you have the option to choose Jesus or maintaining the peace? Now, that's the question that we're asking today. Are we politically correct Christians or are we willing to stand up for our faith, to stand firm in our faith, to put our foot on the rock and stand Firm. Now, some of you are listening to this right now, no doubt, and hearing uh, me say things like stand firm and 
uh, you need to speak up for your faith. And uh, you're nodding along, but you may be hearing or thinking uh, about a moment in time where you chose not to stand firm for Jesus. And uh, hear me when I'm saying this. You're not alone. You're not alone in that. And there's going to be, uh, there's bound to be times in the future uh, where you have a choice to make. You have a choice to uh, decide in the moment. And uh, the choice that makes the most sense to you in that moment may be to maintain uh, the, the the peace, so to speak, or to be quiet in uh, that moment. And my, my encouragement to you is to, uh, one, step into this mindset or this 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 posture uh, with an attitude of, I, I don't ever want to be the man who uh, concedes to the world f- uh, to to maintain uh, a peace when I could be uh, sharing the, the gospel or speaking on uh, behalf of Jesus. But understand that uh, God doesn't really need you to speak on behalf of him. Uh, he, uh, he doesn't uh, need you. He's invited you into this journey. This is an, an invitation that you get to accept. So when we talk about passive men, what we're really talking about is men who have chosen not to accept the invitation and do something about it. It's like RSVP for something and not showing up. Uh, it's like uh, saying uh, yes to your wife because uh, you have uh, won her and you've pursued that, that battle and, and you've gotten married and, and you, you've reached that point and then uh, not continuing to pursue that relationship and 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 chase after her and and woo her, uh, but to just let your uh, you know, let your guard down and and rest on your, the, the laurels of the fact that hey I, I won I, I I conquered this 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 journey we we courted we dated whatever and, and we got married and then and then what happens after that well you, you've got you, you've got years after that hopefully of, of of your marriage to continue to to grow and to learn more about her and to understand her more in, in the same way when we. Uh, have accepted Christ as, as our Savior and, and turned our life over to Him. Uh, we're not uh, given up the, the whatever we we left for the world to be super nice guys. What we're doing is we're we're, we're saying yes to Jesus and yes to pursuing that relationship and falling more and more in love with with Him con- consistently and, and on a daily basis and and taking steps uh, towards Him to take steps away from the world. The opposite is true of, of our sin. When we sin, it creates distance between us and, and God. Our sins separate us from God. So uh, when we have turned our life over to him, it's we're still going to face uh, the, the choice to sin. We're still going to face sins in our life, and we're still going to be creating distance there. The, the, the question is whether or not you're doing that and you're living with the perspective of pursuing him and, and growing closer to him and stepping into that battlefield that you've been called to as men. You you've, you are not called to a life of passivity. You're not called to a life of uh, maintaining the, the, the peace in every circumstance and 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 and, and finding this, the, the, this, this rut to fall into, to just uh, put your head down and pretend like the world isn't happening around you. The reality is you've been called into battle, and the question is uh, whether or not you're willing to step into that battle or not. There is a battle raging in our homes, in our relationships, uh, with our kids, with our spouses. Uh, there's a battle raging uh, with relationships that we have at church. There's a battle raging with those relationships at work. There's battles raging in people's lives all around you, including yourself. And if you're not aware of that, if you're not paying attention to that, if you're not praying in that capacity, if you're not thinking about that, then you're probably a politically correct 
passive Christian who absolutely misses the the mark day in and day out. And I'm speaking to myself here too, gentlemen. I'm speaking to myself here too. I, I don't have all of this figured out. I'm hoping that in, in mediums like this and with conversations like this and with uh, conversations with uh, men that I have in my life that I will uh, choose more often to engage in this battle to do something. Because the longer you do nothing, the easier it becomes. The longer you choose to concede to the world, the easier it becomes to take the path of least resistance. The more often you take the path of least resistance, the lazier you become, the, the less effective you become as a man, and uh, the more often you're, gonna, you're just going uh, to miss what's happening around you altogether. It's going to go right over your head. It's going to go right by you, and you're not going to see it. You're not going to be paying attention to it. And hopefully, you've got some men in your life that are going to look and call you out on that, that are going to uh, call you onto the carpet, and, 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 and if they need to, uh, you know, knock you around a little bit to help you see what you're missing. I remember a moment uh, about a year and a half into uh, my marriage with, 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 with my wife, and uh, this was a moment that I was unprepared for, but uh, she, she, she said something uh, about... Uh, something that I consistently did that that was hurting her that uh, it was uh, for for me it was the way that I responded to uh, thing, really just things that she was sharing with me kind of just opening up her heart and uh, my my response was, was always to try and fix things sure uh, but uh, even in, in in listening it was as though I wasn't listening and I didn't realize that I was putting off this hey, you're not really listening to what I'm saying vibe. Uh, what I thought was, man, I'm, I'm listening, I'm seeking that solution, I'm seeking that resolution, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm giving an answer because that's what she wants me to do. She wants me to fix this. When the truth was, she she just wanted me to listen. Many of you are nodding along right now who have been in that situation. Uh, and I, I, I just didn't even realize that that was happening. I wasn't even paying attention. I, I didn't realize that that was the way that uh, my my action had, had had made her feel. Now, what is what am I to do in that moment? Well, I can continue being the same person doing the same thing, or I can change. I can take steps to be different in in those moments and and listen differently and and and, and listen and even ask. You know, it's 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 not so bad to ask. Hey. Are you sharing this with me so that I can help you find a, a solution to it? Or are you sharing this with me because you really just want me to listen here? Now, uh, I think uh, in, in many cases, you, you know the answer to that question, but you may not. And uh, don't take that as uh, guaranteed relationship advice. I can't guarantee that's going to work for you. So uh, don't, uh, don't assume that that's going to work for you. Uh, but the, tr- the truth here uh, is that there's many a time that uh, we as, as men, we just get going. We just get going in, in the same path, doing the same thing over and over and over. And well, we don't often pause to think like, hey, is, is, this, is this working? Is this going the right direction? Is this uh, where I'm meant to be or, or am I off? You've heard uh, that the one degree difference, if a, if a plane takes off headed across the country and is off by one degree uh, from the West Coast to the East Coast, it's going to land in an entirely different location uh, than it would if it was on the right trajectory from the get-go. And that one degree difference has a huge effect. 
Now, I do want to bring this topic of politically correct Christianness uh, to uh, the the current times. Uh, currently, we're dealing with, uh, still dealing with, at least where I'm from, uh, coronavirus and uh, the the COVID nineteen protocols and things constantly changing and shifting and or 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 rather not changing, which many of us would like it to just change, right? And uh, there's this idea of uh, some uh, being extremely vocal and, and speaking out and, and getting uh, getting engaged in, in, in one way, and, and, and there's this idea of just kind of putting your head down and obeying every mandate that comes down to you and, uh, and, and just uh, maintaining the, the peace and, and, and order in, in this capacity. And, and here's actually why I want you to be having this conversation in uh, your uh, network of, 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 of people, of brothers that you're doing life with, because I think that uh, we can uh, help one another reveal uh, different things and, and different aspects of our feelings around such topics in uh, more clear light for one another if we're willing to actually talk about it. And so my question to you, no matter which side of the camp that you fall on, is whether or not uh, you're being a productive member of the faith in that regard. Now, uh, in this politically correct society, we, we so often don't want to offend other people. We don't want to bring offense. And yet the gospel itself is an offensive message to those uh, living in the world, part of the world. And we can't we can't deny that fact. We cannot deny the fact that uh, there are many aspects of uh, Jesus's life and teachings even that come across as offensive to certain groups of people or uh, certain uh, worldviews. Uh, and that is, I mean, that really, that, that's, that's quite obvious, especially as you uh, think about it more. And uh, there are many attributes of, of, of being a, a Christian and, and uh, many attributes that are taught by God, the, the Beatitudes, for instance, we need to be men who are maintaining self-control, who are uh, who are peaceful at heart, uh, not intentionally causing rifts and intentionally causing uh, pain for for others or or disagreements or uh, you know raising your voice and, and we can go into all sorts of examples there. Uh, but uh, the, the, there are also uh, times when uh, that. And, and some of those behaviors may, may be necessary. You, you may uh, need to uh, step into a, a conversation uh, and actually engage with somebody and talk about uh, what their points are, their beliefs are versus yours and, and even such topics as, uh, you know, mandates and such. My encouragement here, my, my question for you, my, my, uh, I'm imploring you to actually have these conversations, though, not to grow weary in these, these conversations. That's where uh, we start to fall into this, this passive, uh, and, and this is passive attitude of obedience or passive attitude of disobedience, even. Uh, it, it comes uh, both ways, and the, the street, it's a two-way street here. It's not just a, a one-way path. Uh, you, uh, in, in your choices of, of choosing to be passive or not, that can happen in your household, that can happen when you go to the grocery store, that can happen in your workplace. My encouragement to you is to uh, choose not to be passive and to choose to engage. If you really have a strong feeling here about one way or the other and take this as an example, apply it to whatever you may be dealing with in uh, your workplace or in, in your household or at your church, if you really feel uh, strongly about this, then the, the question is, is whether or not you're engaging with it or not, or are you just maintaining the, the peace for the sake of maintaining the peace? 
do you see an issue in your church with the way that uh, perhaps your church is, is is moving or the direction that you're going? And are you just uh, maintaining the peace by just keeping quiet, just hoping that it's going to correct itself? Uh, maybe you don't understand what is actually happening. Maybe it's going a great direction and, and, and you're just uh, hiding behind uh, your your attitude of hurt feelings and discontentment and you don't want to go speak to, say, your elder board or or schedule a meeting with your lead pastor or however your, your church is set up for those conversations. Uh, maybe you don't know how your church is set up for those conversations. Maybe that's where you need to start. Uh, maybe in your household, Things are happening around you. Uh, maybe your wife is making decisions because you've quit making decisions. Uh, maybe uh, she is uh, leading in, in one way in, in your household, and you're just allowing it to happen. And, and honestly, it could, she could be doing some, some fantastic things. Uh, but maybe you've taken a passive sidestep seat to the spiritual leader of, of your ha- household. Uh, that is your role. That is your role, gentlemen. That is your role to step into. And if you've conceded that to your wife, you're asking her to do things that she's not uh, necessarily equipped to do. Uh, You are equipped to do them, and you should be equipping yourself to do them uh, daily. You should be seeking uh, more of of Jesus in in your life, more time with him, more uh, time in the word, more time in prayer, and, and asking him to make you the man that you need to be to lead your household well. That should be the attitude and the posture that you're taking, not allowing and conceding to uh, uh, hurt. Now, uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying that you should be a dictator in your household. Don't hear what I'm not saying. Some of you are like, oh, yeah, like I need to stand up to my wife. And you know what? You may need to stand up to your wife. That is something that I think uh, probably scares more men than standing up for, uh, for, for what they believe in, in their workplace or, uh, or, or wherever. Uh, and that's an unfortunate thing. That's an unfortunate thing to look at a man and uh, know that the person he fears in the world the most is his own wife. That's a, an unfortunate place to be. Now, that's not where you should be, and that's not where you have to stay. The good news for you is that uh, there are many men who are struggling with the same thing, the same uh, aspect of that relationship, and, and you can recover from that. You can grow from that. And it's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. These things don't change overnight. Now, what you can do is uh, confess that to the men that you're doing life with, the men that you're walking through life with, your your, your battle partners, so to speak, uh, other warriors that are looking at life a little bit differently. What you don't do with that is take that to other men who are having issues uh, and just complaining about them. You want to surround yourself with men who are doing something about it. Hear that loud and clear. If you're going to go hang out at the bar with your buddies, who always gripe about their wives and their relationships, then you're going to be invited to uh, gripe and complain about yours too. And if you think that's going to help, you're you're full of it. It's not going to help. You're going to go home and you're going to take uh, all of that negativity right back into your relationship. What you need to do is get together with people who are going to challenge you to grow who you are, to lead as God's called you to lead despite the results, despite the uh, results that you get from making these changes and to stay consistent and to continue moving forward. What you don't need is a bunch of other men who are going to encourage you to take the passive, easy path of least resistance. When we talk about being a politically correct Christian, 
what we're referencing is that path of least resistance, that path of, I don't want to say something here, I don't want to stand out here because I'm afraid of getting squashed, I'm afraid of getting uh, called out as a Christian, I'm afraid of uh, being different than those around me, I'm afraid to stand out. And that's not who we are as men, that's not who we are as Christian men. We are called to stand out, we are called to stand up, we are called to stand firm on our faith, on firm on what uh, we believe in, and to speak to that. So, uh, what do you do if you are in a place where you have uh, made choices, when you've chosen, maybe you're haunted by opportunities and moments where you've chosen to take that path of least resistance? The, the good news for you and for me is that you get another day. You get another opportunity. You get more and more opportunities going forward. And so we can look forward, and, and, and you've heard the windshield analogy, right? Look forward, that's why the windshield's so much bigger than the rear view mirror, right? Because uh, what's coming in front of you is far bigger, and, and you should be paying attention to that, not looking through the little rear view mirror at what happened in the past. Reconcile those things in the past, take care of them, and, and, and move forward. You're called into this battle to continue to move forward and to, to grow and to uh, develop who you are and, and your character after the character of, of Jesus Christ. Study that. Pay attention to what uh, happens in, in Scripture and, and in the Word. Surround yourself with uh, other people who are, are moving forward in their faith as well, who are growing, who are, who are actually uh, facing the challenge that life offers and doing it with an attitude of adventure, excitement, uh, a thrill to the fact that uh, you and I woke up today. The fact that you're hearing this is a blessing for, for you. Not that anything that I have said is fantastic, but it means that you're alive. It means that you are uh, alive and that today is another day for you to, to do something outside of your comfort zone, to challenge yourself, to grow, to uh, fall deeper in love with Jesus, to yearn more for him, to courageously lead, to grow in whatever area you need to grow in. Like This is a, a day, this is a gift, it's a blessing to be alive and to have a little bit more life about you, to do more, to stand up, to get together, and, and to, to look at life with a bit more gusto. And, and again, I, I, that word adventure, like, is your life an adventure? Answer that question real quick here. It's just on the, off the top, top of your head. Would you say that your life is an adventure, or is it a, a whole lot of the same over and over and over and over? Now, I'm not saying that you need to go and just change everything radically about your life. Again, don't hear what I'm not saying. Uh, don't listen to content that's published out there for how you want to interpret it and what you want it to say. Listen to the, the words and be a, a mature man here. I'm not telling you that uh, you need to go uh, seek adventure and, and if uh, and if if you for one moment uh, misconstrue what adventure means and, and think that that adventure is uh, that that carnal sin that you're desiring, uh, the the affair that you've contemplated, what whatever comes comes to mind, uh, then then you're wrong and you're off base. Uh, when I am talking about adventure here, I'm talking about the life that God's called you to live. For some of you, you're you're facing a decision to to move or to uh, make a career change or to start a business or to get involved in a new ministry or or maybe to go plant a church or maybe to step into the mission field. There's all sorts of, uh, of paths and avenues that are 
that, that are beckoning for, for your investigation, that are beckoning for uh, your uh, inquisitive, uh, your, your, your curiosity, your, your, your interest to, to continue to peak and to grow. And these are uh, fascinating and incredible uh, aspects of, 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 our, of our minds and the way that God's created us that, that, that give us this ability to think. And so if you're thinking about these things, what a better way to think about them than, than, than prayer. Like, like name a better way to think about these things and to contemplate and to mull over and to, to, to work through these things than at the throne of, of God himself. Like there is, no, there is no better place. And in those times and as you seek clarity, as you uh, really uh, uh, go to the throne and, 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 and ask for, for, for that, that, that clarity and that perspective that you need, as you speak with uh, the couple of men in your life that are holding you accountable, that are part of your life, uh, these decisions are, are going to uh, make more and more sense. The question that you're always going to have, though, is what if? What if? And so for uh, all of us politically correct Christians, the question that we need to ask is what if? What if I don't say something here? What if I don't stand up for my faith? What if I What if I don't speak truth in this moment. If you think that maintaining peace is is all about uh, is all about um, saying whatever is going to make the other person happy, then uh, you are falling into the habit of people pleasing. And, and I am so so terribly sorry that that is a habit that you've fallen into. You need to get out of it. You're not here to please the people around you. You're not here to make everybody happy. You're not here to uh, always uh, choose the path of least resistance and not cause ripples and not cause waves. Make waves for Jesus is, is how I've heard of it. Now, I I hope that you're not hearing, man, I need to go into my, my office place and I need to stand up on my desk and start screaming and profess. I, I don't know what it is that, that you need to, to do or not do. Uh, I, I do know that you need to be seeking after Jesus and yearning for more of, of Him. And I do believe that these things will be uh, revealed to you in time. I do think that as your relationship uh, grows and your capacity grows for, for more, I, I do think that uh, things will become more clear to you. And I think that you're going to face moments of having to choose between uh, what one person says versus another person says and what you know to be true. That right there is, is, is where I want to get to as, as a man and stay is, is, is knowing what I know to be true because of who I am going to and that uh, who I'm going to, I want to fill that blank in with, with God, with Jesus. I want to be a man after his own heart, uh, much in the same way that uh, we talk about David. We talk about David. I mentioned it before, and I'll probably mention it again. Uh, my my son is his middle name is is David, and I think about this a lot. The fact that David is a man after God's own heart, and yet we can look and see the mistakes that that David ha- had made. But then you go and read the Psalms that that, that David wrote, and you look at uh, the the story of of David's life, and. Uh, and then you think about the genealogy and the line of David and where Jesus comes from and where he fits into the whole story of Scripture. And, and you see that uh, God is, is painting a much, much bigger picture than many of us will ever pick our head up and realize. Imagine living life uh, in total silent passivity, in total uh, silent uh, passivity, just 
just coasting, just trying to uh, get through life, not cause offense, and uh, not ever engage in the battle around you. Imagine uh, finishing your life and looking back and realizing that you really did nothing. Uh, there's, uh, there's nothing that stands out to you as a defining moment in your life because you kept choosing uh, to take the path of least resistance and to uh, take the easy way. Jesus teaches that the the path uh, following him is not going to be easy. Uh, That it would be easier for a camel to fit through the eye of a needle. There are uh, times in in your life that you're going to make the wrong decision. Yeah, that's part of life. Welcome to it. I've been there too, and I'm going to make the wrong decision in the future. I may make the wrong decision today, right? It's It's going to happen. Now, that's why it's so important to surround yourself with men that are also uh, choosing to to live life in this, the same perspective, to seek after more of him, to be courageous leaders in their environments, always yearning for more of him. That number one priority in your life needs to be Jesus, needs to be deepening that relationship, needs to be uh, getting more vulnerable there than anywhere else. Needing to be open and and real there more more so than than anywhere else because the the effects the second third order effects however you want to uh, bring psychology and, and and reality into this is that the, the more of him that you have in your life the more of him that you're going to look like the more of him that you're going to act like and the more of him that you're going to respond in now. That is uh, maybe super obvious to some of you, and it may be a total uh, brain uh, buster to to some. It is it is what you fill your cup with that uh, you're able to pour out. And if you're filling your cup with uh, media and the world and social media and opinions and popular opinions versus uh, other people's opinions and 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 all sorts of negativity, then guess what? That's what you're going to pour out on those around you. But if you're filling your cup with Jesus, if you're filling your cup uh, with, uh, with with His Word and 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 diving into His Word and, and you're you're in prayer and you're living a life pursuing Him, if you're courageously leading, always yearning for more of Him, then that's going to be what you spill out on others. That's going to be what you uh, you 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 give. You can only give uh, what what you have, and and if if you have, and you're uh, thinking about that number one thing that you have, and that number one priority in your life being Him, being Jesus, then that is what you're going to give most often. That is going to be the result of uh, of your decisions. That's going to be what is going to stand out. And the more and more you do that, the more and more commonplace it becomes in your life, the more and more comfortable you get standing up for your faith, standing firm in your faith, the more and more you will be able to stand firm and stand up in your faith and to have an impact for the world uh, in a positive way in bringing uh, His kingdom and expanding His kingdom in the world. That is far more important, brothers and sisters, than maintaining a a, a nice uh, image in your workplace. What, what may be more important is that uh, you uh, speak up in your workplace for the, the truth and that you stand firm. And if you're worried about losing your job because you're standing up for who Jesus is in, in your life, then guess what? Step up to the battlefield, step up to the plate, and, and, and do something about that. If you're concerned about losing uh, your job, I would ask you, how much do you trust Jesus? in the first place. If you have an opportunity to choose uh, to glorify him or to glorify the world in in your workplace and you choose to glorify the world because you're terrified of losing your job, then I think your priorities are out of whack. And I I think you you have some things that you need to think about. 
These are the questions that we need to bring up together as men. Uh, stop, uh, stop just asking, uh, you know, how life is and, and, and what's going on and, and, and go deeper than that. Ask about uh, what is, what, what, what's a challenge to you right now? What's exciting to you right now? What gets your heart going? What gets you moving? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Look at the, the men that you have in your life. Sit across the table from him in the coffee shop and ask that question. Hey, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What are you living for? I want to know uh, what it is that you value above everything else. And I want to know how it is that you're living after those things. Where are you choosing the path of least resistance and where are you standing up for what you believe in? Now, the path of least resistance, it may be the path that you need to take for a period of time in different aspects, right? This is why these are conversations that we need to continue to have. There is no one uh, recipe to answer all of your questions. There is no uh, one answer. There's no easy button on on life. There's no, uh, I I can uh, press a button and hope that it all goes away. But how often do we choose to just try and press that easy button and hope that it'll get better and hope that it'll fix itself? You're called into greater, brothers. You're called into more. You're called into a, a life of, of battle. You're called into adventure. You're created for, for more than what the world could ever offer you. You're created for more than what the world can ever have for you. And it's the things of the world that we get distracted with. And it's the things of the world that we identify with when God is calling us to identify with who he's created us to be. When God is calling us to the adventure of life that he has created. You only get a short amount of time here in the face of eternity. So what are you going to do with it? That is the question. I do not want to get to the end of this life and and have to now look back on, on, on my life and, and be in, in judgment and, and however that's, that's, that's exactly going to look. I, I do not want to be a man who looks back and goes, man, I was super nice. I was always politically correct and I never caused any offense for my faith. I never stood up for my faith because I didn't want to offend anybody. I didn't want to make anybody upset. What I want to look back on and see is those moments, those moments in time where I stood firm in my faith, where I stepped into the battlefield, I stepped into the the yuck, I stepped into the the muck and the mire, and and I got dirty, where I uh, picked up my sword and and I went to to battle, where I I begged and pleaded the Lord and and interceded on behalf of uh, my brothers and sisters who were who are, who are wrestling with with with, with life and and wrestling with uh, with with uh, evil and, and, and desire and 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 the sin in, in, in their life. I want to I want to look back. I want to be a, a man on principle, a man who stood firm for for what I believed in, who led my family well, who was a courageous leader, who was always yearning for more of Him, who was willing to get uncomfortable for the gospel, who was willing to get uncomfortable to make a connection, to build relationship with my neighbors, to say hi to the person at the grocery store, because uh, saying hi is an easy thing to do, and the more that you do it, the more you're going to be able to say hi to others, and you never know where that's going to go. You don't know what that person's going through, and the fact of the matter is you're not alone in this world. Sometimes it feels like you're alone, but you're not alone in this world. Look around you. There's other people in this life, and, and, and you've got God in your corner. And if you believe that God is who he says he is, and that he's as big as he says he is, and that he obviously is, and he's a creator of the universe, and if you believe that about him, then what is holding you back from living that out? That's the question that I have for you today. Are you politically correct for the sake of uh, choosing the path of least resistance? 
Are you a man who is choosing to take the easy way because that's what you're used to, because that's the habit that you've built? Then stop. Choose now to stop doing that. Confess that to uh, your brothers and, 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 and know that you're not alone that this isn't an abnormality that it's on, that only you are facing. Guess what? We're all wrestling with it. So let's band together as, as brothers in arms going to war together. Let's get to know God more in, in our lives. Let's quit comparing ourselves to others. And let's focus on our individual relationship with Jesus and who He is in our lives. And let's do something about it. Let's live for Him. Let's actually step into this battlefield and and forsake the, the idea of always maintaining peace and not causing a ripple and know that because of your faith, you're going to cause a ripple. You're going to make waves for him, and that's okay. And let's do it in, in a way that is godly. Let's do it in a way that's respectful. Let's do it in a way that points people to Jesus, not pushes people away from him. Let's talk about those things. Quit worrying about your football team, your fantasy football, and whatever else is going on. Start focusing on who he is in your life. And with that, friends, uh, this is the end of episode five, Politically Correct Christians. Are we? Are we PC? Or are we doing something that is actually uh, challenging one another to move forward? I hope that you guys are thinking about ways that you can be courageous leaders, always yearning for more of him. Looking forward to catching you on the next episode.